right. Okay. Hey, all you cat and kittens. Welcome. Oh, wait. It's cool cats. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to another episode of Sit and Kick Podcast. People are going to get freaked out when they hear that, Dave. I mean, especially if they haven't watched Tiger King. But, you know, <laughs> hopefully that hasn't put anyone off listening to this episode. But I am the Tiger King. So oh if they're listening to this podcast, they're listening to the Tiger King himself. Well, you do have a lot of, like, cheetah print and all that kind of horrible clothing so but i know dave you've been working really hard on your <laughs> on your warning so why don't you run that right now yep uh we've been working on a warning because we don't want any of you guys to be encouraged to do anything do any of the things that we do on a daily basis so siri run that warning warning the following conversation and banter is had by professional communication majors we do not encourage or support such banter outside this episode or do we don't really care do it at your own risk a, a slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's gotta go now. With Josh Kerr. Alright, here David Ribbage. Josh Kerr. David Ribbage. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Ribbage. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Sit and Kick Podcast. I'm your host, David Ribbage. And I'm your better host, Josh Kerr. So we have kind of chopped and changed and thrown a little bit of the structure around, to be honest, Dave. We are doing Instagram Lives every second week, and we're trying to record um, a podcast uh, on the on the other week. So we're trying to get as much content out as possible. We're not trying to stick to that Monday rule. We're going to just do it whenever we feel like news is out and when we can talk and, and when we can get out a quality episode to you guys. And, and we've we've done one Instagram live and this and this is going to be our first um, recorded podcast. Just just me and Dave uh, in our season two of the Sit and Kick podcast. So, you know, I really enjoyed the Instagram live, to be honest. I think that we had a lot of um, you know, a lot of people on there. Everyone was really interested to be asking us questions live. And um, I think we had a pretty good time, to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. And I know your mom joined in and she was saying hi, Josh. And uh, maybe we need to involve her in the episode a little bit more, have her bring some uh, childhood banter about you growing up in Scotland. Um, but yeah, the new structure, I think, is going to work out really well. We have a lot of time on our hands, as do everyone else in the world. And so we just want to be able to give good content to the people that are just kind of going bored at home. And they can look at the list of podcasts and know they've listened to everything available. So why not go down the list and find the Sit and Cake podcast <laughs> um, as the new up and coming uh, star show um, of the podcast scene? So, yeah, uh, the new structure live every other week. Um, we're going to get some guests involved. Um, now I feel like it's a great time for scheduling that we can get some really unique guests that we've never had before. And we'll probably talk about a guest that we'll have in the future, um, potentially next week or the week following um, at the end of this episode. But just really exciting times, honestly, to be a podcast host. And I look back in September when we started this podcast as an idea and impulsively bought mics. And it's probably one of the the better investments that I've made. I, like, there's definitely things in my house that I haven't used as much as I've used this mic. Um, <laughs> and so super pumped, yeah, with the new structure and just like the continuation of just this fun podcast. Yeah, season two is gonna gonna hit hard, I reckon. But I think there's been so many different kind of updates in the running scene and um, just constant emails I'm getting from British Athletics and like World Athletics, and we're seeing stuff on Twitter that there's a lot of news out there. So there's stuff that we definitely need to talk about, Dave. And you know, the first one for me, the first email I got was that you know the, the British Championships are going to go ahead on the 8th and 9th of August, and I think that is a really bold call from British Athletics to come out and say that, but 
I mean, what's that? Six? No, less than six months from now. Like f- yeah. four four months from now. Good math. Four uh, plus four. <laughs> wow. Um, I just I don't know. I I think that's a that's a pretty interesting call. I think mainly it's due to it's a European trials. Um, so the British uh, the British Championships and the European Championships are definitely separate things. Uh, they'll use the British Championships to qualify for the Europeans. And I don't know. I think I can see them doing a one-day Diamond League, but to do a whole major championships like that uh, at the end of August is, is an incredibly ballsy thing to do and to, yeah. to continue to think that they can set that up. But Yeah, no, most definitely. And I even think about the people like you, for instance, like you're training in the United States. Um and let's say the travel ban's not lifted. Are you even going to be able to compete in your home championships? Like, if that happens? I'm not sure. Like, um, I, hope, I hope so. And I hope if, if – well, the best part about it is in the 1500, I'm pretty sure all of us are out here right now. Uh, I, yeah. think, I know that Gricey is. I know that Jake Whiteman definitely was. I'm pretty sure he still is. I know that Chris O'Hare obviously lives here. Neil Gurley's out here. James West is here. I'm here. So that's six of us that are out here. That's the top six. I would say top six. No, that <laughs> so, was the top six of yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I'm just trying to give some respect to others. I don't know who else, but yeah. So uh, I mean, if if I'm not going back, then no one is. So they'd be picking it off times right now. So I don't know. We'll see. But and then they came out today and said that um that they're suspend or was they're suspending the qualification for the for the Olympics right now. Yeah, they're su- yeah they're suspending the qualification window. Um, until November 30th of 2020. So that means if there are any races that actually do happen from now until November 30th and you run 334 or under the 5K standard, which is what, 1312? Yeah. Then 13, 13, maybe, I think. 13, 13. So if you run under any of those standards, it's not going to count for the Olympic Games. And that's completely ridiculous in my opinion, um, especially <laughs> from the standpoint of being an athlete. Like, Because you and I are in different places while still seeing the same restriction. I don't have a standard in anything, and I'm chasing that, whereas you have the standard in the 1500. So w- where do you sit in this? Um, I This is where um, track and field becomes a little bit selfish. And when I look at it in a selfish point of view, I'm like, well, you know, I hit the standard within the qualification period, and then – I don't feel like it's really that fair to give people two years to hit a standard. You know, you can go out and, and be in really good shape, like, you know, kind of on the kind of edge of injury, like really pushing your body to the limits and just get the standard because you've got so much time. Um, but like if you have a shorter window, then you've got to get it right, uh, like on the day. So, you know, we don't have a couple of stabs at it. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think that it makes sense that they've stopped um, qualification just because we have a bunch of time still from what yeah. December 1st till uh, was it, it'll be like June time yeah um, when when the qualification is so I, I think it's fine I think it does put a damper on the year a bigger damper on the year than we already have because there's less point for people to go out and smash it unless they've got you know time time bonuses on their contracts which I think most people do but yeah I think I don't know I think it's a good year to go out and see what's possible yeah, no, and I'm going to hit you with another question then. So when you – so you already have the standard, and you're talking about this open window for – like or a narrower window for people to hit that qualifying standard. Do you think they should even count the standards that are run in 2018 if they're holding the year of the Olympics in 2021? Because you ran – I don't think so. You, you, you ran your standard in October of 2018. Uh, fast forward to July of 20, 
2019, sorry, yeah. So you ran in October of 2019, your 1500 meter standard. It's going to be 14 months um, in January 2021 since that. And then it'll be another six months until the game. So you're all, you're looking at 20 months from the time that you ran the standard to get into that race. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that they should also then reset the previous standards and make everyone go for it from December 1st to June 15th? In that I, six I, month I, period? I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, to be honest, like I don't think they can go back on what they already showed as a qualification. Uh, it's like the it's like when we were talking about the marathon. But all I'm going to say is I'm I'm 100 okay with them taking the standard off me because I know I yeah. want it again. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I I do think people would stand up and be really annoyed with that. But if you ain't in sub 335 shape uh, in the UK, you are not going to the Olympics. So you know, yeah, you you have to get it right on the day, and you have to get you know a good race, and you know nice smooth pacers and and like good conditions and stuff but uh, the, you have five six months you can find that um yeah if you're fit and you know i, I do think if they take that standard offers which they the, which they've come out and said they won't um which so what i'm saying is just you know you can take it however you want but i'm okay with them taking that standard off me yeah yeah and, and i think that's a good point too and especially if like we are in a time period where there's going to be a six-month window for people to hit standards. You know for a fact there's going to be some crazy time trials, crazy races put on yeah. by coaches, teams, pacers. Like it's like if every let's say it's the perfect world and the, there's a cure for the coronavirus and everyone's back to normal in January of 2021. That six-month period I feel like is going to be like um, a turning point for track and field and just the amount of standards and PRs and like professionalism that can be achieved just because people have had this long base period as long as they do it right well that's what's brought out an olympic year in any way mm-hmm. you know these these like crazy times are going to happen and these crazy performances are always going to happen and but like so do you think that they should take the standards of the people that ran them in 2019 i mean selfishly it, it's i'm thinking like you want to be able to ping for the peak for the olympics right yeah and so I'm I'm saying it from a standpoint of I don't have a standard and I feel like it would be like the wrong side of the selfishness if I was like ah because in the men's 1500 for United States it's uh, Centro Craig and Josh Thompson those are the only three guys that have it so for me to say now let's take those standards away that gives a better chance for me and for all those other guys to also run that standard but at the end of the day like what you're saying like those people that are gonna make the team no matter what are gonna be able to run 335. Um, in that six month window. So whether or not we take away their standard or not, I, I still think like, um, yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is they should, they should keep the standards. Um, but the pressure is still going to be on for like the six months for everybody else to get a standard. And I think, like I said, with the build up, people are going to achieve that standard no matter what. Yeah. I think, you know, everyone was still able to have a crack at it you know like it's not just the people that went to the world championships that were able to yeah, even true. have a stab at the, uh, the 335 and the 1313 and the 145.3 is it 145.2 no it's 145.2 because yeah so I, I don't know everyone's had a fair chance at it um so the people that got it early are, are lucky that they got it because yeah. you know like someone like josh thompson ran it, it like bu one of the last races that probably qualified yeah um for people so you know it's just part of the game mate and and you know i don't think that the people that have the standard are, are definitely going to go because you know we have so much time now there's so much time for error people will get bored and start doing stupid stuff 
So I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be a lot of chop and changing when it comes to 2021 early in the year and and um, lots of exciting stuff as well. So. Uh, lots of things to look forward to in that, but uh, that's probably enough on our update <laughs> on our update of all that stuff. And um, what have you what have you been doing to kind of keep keep yourself keep yourself entertained at home, Dave? Tell me, man. I I've done a lot of puzzles, and when I mean I've done a lot of puzzles, I've let like my roommates kind of piece them together, and then once it gets close to completion, then I really put a lot of effort in to finish the task. Um, I'm not a guy to like start puzzles. I'm more of a guy to like finish puzzles. Like last night. It was like 9.15. I was like, there's maybe 100 pieces left of a 1,000-piece puzzle. I'm like, I'm going to grind this out. An hour later, puzzle's done. A bunch of kittens <laughs> and butterflies on the board. But um, puzzles have been fun, Netflix and all those things. And kind of like what we're talking about for training, my training hasn't really changed a whole lot um, just because I'm still kind of gearing up for a 5K, more like an aerobic-type race or whatever you want to call it, maybe a marathon debut in September. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so I'm just running and, and hanging out at home. Uh, my other roommate, Sam, he he was a track runner. He gets the life. Um, he's working from home now. And then Olivia, she works at uh, a healthcare um, location. So she's in the health department to where she goes to work every single day. So our lives really haven't changed a whole lot. Um, I still have to go pick her up from work, go to the grocery store. But we are now wearing like masks and gloves to go into like a grocery store. <laughs> nice <laughs> are you doing any like drills or any of those like really cool workouts on instagram live like are you following along in any of those i've tried a lot of them are difficult <laughs> so i don't want to do them i mean like i just saw um a british sprinter um i can't remember her name but she did like the cupid shuffle plank yeah, workout so. yeah, yeah i tried doing that difficult not not you tried to do it I tried to do it. Didn't want to do it. Like I did like one one uh, chorus, and I said, "Now nah, I'm done with this." Is that and I just challenges like, now? Yeah, oh, I mean that's really all it is. Is yeah, it's just challenges. Um, but yeah, my day to day hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, but yeah, the drills at home. I've I've talked on like a interview with Let's Run, and they asked like, "What am I doing to be productive at home?" And like one of the things is just like being creative. Like I didn't have a med ball for a workout, so I used like my air mattress rolled up in like it's container and it's about 10 pounds about 12 pounds so i substituted that as a med ball um but then like outside running doing most of the things alone as are hopefully hopefully like everyone in in the country that wants to run they're doing it alone or with someone they live close with yeah definitely i think uh, yeah i'm 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 running a lot solo at the moment as well i've been used to running solo a lot though when i'm over here and um i don't know there's something soothing about it you know you can go at your own pace you can kind of when you feel good, you can pick it up. I know you probably want to show off about the last mile you ran on your 18-mile long run on Sunday. Um, but, I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't have been running that kind of pace if, if if I was on solo. So, yeah, just listen to your body. I think just making sure that um, you're doing everything that keeps you in the best shape as possible, to be honest. Go and tell them about your last mile on the uh, on your 18-mile long run, Dave. Well, well, I think about it, too. Now I just I feel stupid because you talked about people doing stupid things because they're bored. And so mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that last mile, uh, which was under five, might be one of those stupid <laughs> things. Um, but, I mean, today's workout was three by 800, and um, I couldn't for the life of me get under two minutes. And maybe that was for a fact of I'm just pretty tossed from the last four weeks of training. So it's like – I also need to be a little bit more um, caring, I think, for recovery in between some of these long pieces. Um, but yeah, running alone. Here's a crazy thought. Um, I was just on the phone with um, Carlos, actually, um, and he was talking about how crazy it is that Brian Clay is in one week or would be in one week and like how Carl, different. The- Carlos, sorry. 
just so uh, everyone knows. Uh, Carlos uh, Villarreal from Arizona. Yeah. Um, just called him and caught up. Um, he's like your running rival, right? Big time. <laughs> and yeah, uh, sure. so he just said, like, Brian Clay, like, this was going to be in a week, it was going to be my peak point for, like, the season, and then just try to hold until, like, NCAAs. And, like, now's a time where he's not going to be able to run that 335 standard at that race. So. Hopefully he wouldn't run 335.01 or faster. Um, but, week you know, right, so he was <laughs> So he was looking to peak for, for Brian Clay? Not necessarily peak, but he wanted to run, like, a fast time, like a 335, 336. Yeah, I used peak out of my own, um, I guess you could say. <laughs> wording um but he didn't necessarily say peak but right, he said like yeah. 335 he wanted to run well, fast brian clay's brian clay's always been the fastest ncaa meet for the last three or four years now so you know that, that's always been the pivotal point of people's seasons for for a yep. while now so it is crazy to think about that you know we're, we were ready to start ripping you know in a week's time and you know we were able to have a fun workout today they've thankfully did a different workout for me so that's why he wasn't phoning me up asking me for my splits but um, <laughs> but you know you did three by eight hundred off loss of rest, three minutes rest, something like that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I did I did five by four hundred off three minute rest. So you know it's we're just having a bit of fun with it. Yeah, it's not the best to well, it's not the the the, the time to be doing tons of speed work, but just having fun and, and getting out there. What I didn't enjoy was the six mile cool down I had to do to get some mileage yeah. in for the day, but. Yeah, it was uh, it was all part of the the process today. <laughs> but we have a yeah, no, we have a we have a new segment that we want to move on to, called first and last. Um, that we're gonna kind of it, it's kind of tied into our quarantine situation where you know lots of people are watching movies and watching TV and and things like that. So so we're gonna do like a first and last um kind of part of this episode. You want me to start? Yeah, I want you to start. Yeah, movies and things like right now, like obviously I would say like the first TV series that comes to my mind is Tiger King. Like that was trending on Netflix and I've only watched a few episodes of it when it's on. I think it's taken off so much. I've watched three episodes. I like it. I don't think it's – I wouldn't tweet about it. I think it's just so different. Like their world is so different from what we do. Like, hey there, cool cats and kittens. (laughs) Like it just is mind-blowing at like the amount of like depth and dedication that like – not even dedication. That just makes them sound justified. Like cultish, <laughs> I guess you could say. How cultish yeah. some of those safaris are. Um, and I think it was just like a shock that that stuff exists in would you America. Go? <laughs> what? Would, would I go, go to the cult? To the, yeah. I would, no, I would no, no, hope, go to Like just visit it. No, no, um, not like be a part of it. I think knowing now like the sanity of the um, owners and the situation that the animals are in, I would – no, probably not. I would – rather just like look on the internet of cool tigers in the wild than go to a tiger park um you i think meant like what I, I watched a good amount like i know i know a majority of what's going on i well, i have a really i have my favorite quote from that what is I, it? I don't really want to say it oh no i will say it. it just sounds a bit weird that when when the guy says to one of his employees he's like hey how straight are you and he's like i don't know pretty straight and he's like oh do you watch like pornography he's like well yeah and he's like all right well do, do you like when he's doing her with the small thing or do you like when he's doing the girl with the big thing and he's like well i mean i like when he does it with the big thing and he's like well you ain't not straight <laughs> and then he marries yeah. him and i was like yeah. what <laughs> just yeah well i mean like i feel like um i don't know what's the main character's name the guy that gets arrested the guy that did that quote 
Oh, um, Joe Exotic. Yeah, so he's less. Um, I feel like he's less manipulative than the other guy um, that had like a bunch of women come in and change their names, <laughs> like paid them like seventeen dollars a day or something ridiculous, like a hundred bucks a week, and like yeah. that like blew my mind. I thought you meant like, would you go? Like, would you join their cult? And like, <laughs> unless I could get a cool name like Sapphire or something, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah. think I would go. Yeah, um, it, well, it probably made you question yourself a little bit when you heard that quote that I just put, where you're just like, oh, what do I? What? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people looked in the mirror and just wondered who they are as a person. <laughs> um, I, was, I was definitely questioning myself. Anyway, so the, my movie series, uh, my TV series, I, I, I just can't see past Breaking Bad and like Better Call Saul. Yeah, like I do, I do really enjoy like seeing all the places in Albuquerque and and all the places they filmed and stuff, and I just think it's a really like. I, I, I don't really like the, the the recent episodes of the Bear Call Saul weren't great, but you know Breaking Bad is one of the best I would say series out there for sure. But I haven't really watched a lot of series all the way through. Like Prison Break, I made like four seasons, but there's so many of them, so yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, I would say that yeah. would be my, my favorite TV series. Well, Olivia and I have been going through like movie series right now. Um, we've been just trying to watch like an entire series of like pirates of the caribbean you know we watched that over a week span and we started narnia um they obviously didn't finish the movies because of how bad they were um <laughs> like the production um but we made it through like the second one and we're like eh, we'll probably call it here um mm. so i would say like my first series of movies right now is pirates of the caribbean and last being only the two movies of narnia um <laughs> but yeah i would say irishman my last movie did you just watch it no, no, I just think it's last in, in my head. It's just, I think I made it, I made it through. I definitely slept for a bit and then I woke up and there was still like two hours left. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks. But yeah, <laughs> that was it. I mean, that, did that not like get put up for an Oscar or something stupid? It did. It did. I mean, what's more stupid is the fact that Will Ferrell is a respected comedian. I mean, like he is probably the worst comedian out there right now. And <laughs> there's some bad ones, but he is just the same person in every I just don't, I, I just can't. You can't you can't categorize him as a comedian, I would say. Because he doesn't do stand up comedy. Oh. No, he, he is. I think he's funny. Like in Step Brothers is a funny movie. That was probably his only funny movie. Every other character after Step Brothers was Step Brothers. <laughs> what about like Daddy's Home or something? You don't like that? Is that with Will Ferrell? I don't watch Will Ferrell movies. Really? You no. you would see Will Ferrell in a movie and you'd be like, nah. Yeah, I mean like it's a turnoff for me. Um and like I I haven't even seen the Anchorman in completion because like I just think that's stupid stupid humor and I'm and I'm a, a critic for comedy I'm one of the most hilarious people in the world so for me like it's not hard for me to be able to judge comedians you watch, you I know the standard was funny comedy. you should watch should Scottish know. comedy because there's there's some fantastic Scottish comedians um, Kevin Bridges the funniest comedian out there I would say. I don't think I could understand them, honestly, because no, you I... Would, you would be able to. If you put the subtitles on, you'd be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, like, their accents are going to be so thick. Like, your accent is, like, that subtle thickness to where, like, I understand it, but I don't want to listen to it. But, <laughs> like, a full-on Scottish comedian... It's like, good that I we don't have a podcast, then. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, I have to translate everything. So if I'm listening to Scottish comedians, it's just going to be even more difficult. Um, <laughs> you don't even read, do you? I'm a menu guy. <laughs> When it comes down to reading, um, no, I read articles. I just, I, I wouldn't sit down and read a book. Sorry really? about that. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never. It always bored me when I was growing up, and then I never really got into it. But I would I would read Harry Potter, but that's probably about it because that's a fantastic movie series. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, that but, is good. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing you're a reader. I am a reader. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's probably another way that I've been being um preoccupied with my time just in isolation and quarantine of just reading a ton of books. And I'm reading this book right now, really, really well written. I mean, Here it's about go. it's about a, a young boy going through a journey. Um, everyone's counting him out. Not a lot of people believe in him. <laughs> um, and the ending, I'm not really sure how it ends. You must have to read it. It's on Amazon. You can purchase it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably going to be around 15 bucks. Um, but this young man um, lives with his mom. He becomes a carpenter and then starts performing a bunch of miracles. And then people start believing in him. And then people start also like hating him. And then currently I'm at the part where he's like captured by the Romans. I'm not really sure how it ends, but like I don't want you to tell me if if you know. I know you don't read books, but don't tell me how it ends. Um, what are you yeah. about? What? I thought you were talking about your book. No, I'm not talking about my book, Small School Big Dreams on Amazon for $14.99. I'm talking about the Bible. You're a disgrace. Fuck off, man. Anyway, so let's move on to the, the teammates first and last. So Ooh. why do you think I'm a good teammate, Dev? Why, well, why, do you think, think, why do you think you would be the first teammate to come to my mind? How do you know you're not the last teammate to come to my mind? Because I'm definitely the first teammate to come to your mind. Because you're staring at me right now. Well, I'm thinking about a lot of teammates right now. My background on my desktop is my whole team because I'm just so happy to be a part of the team. But unfortunately, you are front and center, so I have to give you credit. Um, you were my first teammate probably because you break the stereotype. You know, Most distance runners are this thin, string bean-looking guy like me to where you step on the line looking like a discus thrower and then just <laughs> put work and muscle down on the field and just blow everybody away. And like when you flex on the, the finish line, breaking the tape, everyone's like, dang, he's got some muscle. Thank you. I don't really work on it. So <laughs> I know you, comes out. you know what's really funny is like I've thought about this a lot recently and like I'll get like people thinking I'm a big runner or whatever and then I go home to my 250 pound brother um, who's like a massive rugby player and they're like why are you got, why are you looking so skinny Josh you know what I mean yeah. so it's all perspective see, it is. like when I'm lined up against you like um, like a bunch of like freaking 140 pound distance runners and then I'm just look like a sore thumb and then I, <laughs> I stick out a sore thumb and then I go home and I'm like geez I do not eat a lot for for what I could be I'm yeah. pretty skinny yeah <laughs> flatter me uh I, I don't know Dave I just I feel like you're a learner man I really feel like you learn you you turn out to practice to learn you don't turn out to practice to be the big dog and try and tell everyone what to do and like try and bring all this knowledge you know that i'm sure you have probably obviously somewhere but like you you're always like looking to for advice from from everyone else around you and i think that's a really good thing if you turn up to practice and or just a sponge and and listen to the right people around you if you start listening too much to someone like timlin then i'm sure you'll fall apart but if you're listening to the likes of Kidder and drew and and henry and me and and stuff like that and isaac and I'm just starting naming everyone on the team yeah, now. But, um, named everyone except Garrett. So you're trying to say I shouldn't listen to Garrett? Garrett ain't at practice, all right? <laughs> Garrett's away gallivanting. You, his, you can't give him flack because you also went gallivanting back <laughs> he didn't to... didn't come back to practice. That's true. I went you, back. You went back for a day and then decided to fly back out because he got a little cold. 
<laughs> get lost. But yeah, so you're a sponge of practice. So that's why I think you're a great teammate. I mean, we could just keep going on and on about each other. So we will. Um, you, you're my first teammate because, man, I feel like we're doing vows for a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, tell yeah, them, tell I'll flatter you. I'll, I'm like. Yeah, I'll flatter you. I'll tell everyone what you're like. Um, when you say you're gonna do something, you do it. Like it's not only like I'm gonna go run a 49 point on this 400 meter split. It's like I'm gonna go and make the world final, and then you do it. Now, did you say I'm gonna get a medal? Yes. You said you were working <laughs> for a medal. <laughs> yeah, you said you were gonna get a medal. But the fact of the matter is, like, you had potential to do that. Like that is a surreal. That's surreal talk for a guy that's never made a world final before, you know, and you made that final, got six, like proved a bunch of people wrong that probably had doubts about you. But when you say you're going to do something, you do it. When you say you're going to buy a Tesla, you buy a Tesla and you we, you fly me down there to Arizona to drive back with you. Like that's <laughs> it's all part of your persona of just like you do it and you say it, you can do it. Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite quotes from from the world championships in Doha was, I was so like we were inside. Um, everyone was warming up inside because it's way too hot to warm up outside. And so this is a small indoor 200 track, and like so you've got 12 guys in the final. They're all doing like some people are going jogging fast, some people are jogging slow, and everyone's going different directions, whatever. And uh, obviously, me and Engels have had Craig Engels have had like like a bit of like a rivalry in college, and then like we race each other a little bit in the professional scene, like but we get along really well. And he came up to me like just after I jogged and he like like dapped me up and he was like, I'll see you on the podium. Now I, I just thought that was really funny because neither of us made the podium. And I was thinking <laughs> to say the same thing to him. And like, it, yeah, it was just quite funny because like when you're in that position, you just kind of you're like every, everything's achievable at that point. And, and, you know, it just it just showed me that, you know, people in that position are all pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you know, I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over sort of situation. So I thought that was quite quite a good laugh. And and uh, we haven't spoken about it afterwards, but I, I know he'll remember it. Yeah, maybe shoot him a text or maybe do a little shout out for the episode and just bring him back on it. Um, I think, like, I've talked about this before on a run where I think it's just so surreal. Like, running is probably one of the most pure things, like, someone can do you know, in terms of like being in tune with your body. And like, this was a little off program of what we were talking about, but you said it on the start line um, or you, you talked about the start line. And I think like one of the most surreal and out of body experiences is being in a race with a lap to go and feeling like you're invincible. Right. And I feel like at a world championship, I've never been there, but I've had races to where like I've felt invincible with the lap to go. Now you put 12 guys that feel invincible, something magical is going to happen. And I think that's one of those things that happened at world championships, watching your races, everyone on that start line looked invincible. Everyone with the lap to go looked invincible for the most part. And so you just run this out of the world time. And like, it's just so cool and just so surreal. Like that, I feel like that's that thing that I chase. Like when I'm doing these isolation runs, when I'm running alone, putting in the mileage, like I'm not really running for, I guess like the day to day pain of it. Like I, today's workout sucked. But what I'm chasing is like that sense of invincibility with a lap to go. Like that is such a cool feeling. Yeah, I think I think every runner gets that in, in any position they're in and whatever level they're in. Because so I, I was running that workout today. Um, I did the five by four hundred and I, I I came down and started at fifty eight and I I starting to run low fifties. Plug. Uh, plug. And um, uh, one of my old teammates uh, was there. And 
he like just before my last one like i was in the zone like he was just like think about it as like a an olympic final like last lap and like he was just like just shouting that stuff at me and it it, it brings you to that place every time where it's like you know you you've got to dig deep in these situations now to 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 when you get to that position you're so rehearsed and you're so ready that it just comes a second nature and and we don't have a skill sport you know what i mean like not a lot of this like zero percent of what we do is up to luck and and like because we have no skills we are just out there to show off like how much training we've been doing and it's not natural talent of um just just over over and over just pounded miles so yeah i think it's a special sport in that in that way where you you can put yourself in in a situation where you can just continually visualize being in a position where you want to be in the future so you know it is a lot of fun going to workouts and you know we don't get to do a lot of workouts where we're as i texted danny i was like we going balls to the wall today and he was like hell yeah so i was like all right let's go we don't get to do that a lot so when we are in those positions it is it is fun to push and, and put ourselves in in race type scenarios and you think that's okay right now with like you potentially not racing until January of next year? Well, either way, we're going to race. Um, if it's not in an actual race, then we can run our own individual solo time trials. Um, that's still going to bring us to, you know, to fitness. Like if if this year was normal, then you know, next year would be still a world championships. So we would not race now. Um, yeah. And wait for the world championship. So you know, I I will be doing some time trials. I will be hitting good mileage i'll be you know pushing limits um and trying to stay as fit as possible and and take little risks here and there to to kind of see where we can get and and uh but yeah i'm not going to be wasting this year and and trying to you know just just float through the year and and try and stay the same hope for the next yeah exactly i want to be i want to be progressing my career in any way i can so yeah Fair. We're all on the same page here, though, to be honest. Like, yeah. I know that we all have chats with Danny and, and as a team, and that's kind of our overall team consensus for, for the yeah. year. Yeah, no, good chat. I mean, for sure. I mean, we got a little sentimental and real there, but I also want to roast you, and I don't want this to be an episode <laughs> where we don't make fun of each other. Um, so we're going to also go, and, and I'm going to talk to you about why you're my least favorite teammate. Go um, for it. And one of those reasons is you're such a bad teammate. Uh, you force everyone around you to throw away their precious peanuts. Well, <laughs> I don't make anyone do that. I, I tell oh, them they you should do that. you kicked me out. I was having a bad day. I had a bad workout in Albuquerque. We go oh, to yeah. a Walmart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you remember. See, you don't remember these things, Josh, but the people that you kick out do. Okay. I go get a Snickers bar to get a little pick-me-up, right, after I had a bad day. I get in your car. I open the wrapper. You say, what are you doing? I'm like, it's a pick-me-up. Like, I thought you were making fun of me for eating a candy bar. But you're like, get out of the car. I'm like, what? You're like, get out of the car. That has peanuts in it. After I already had a bad day, I needed to pick me up. You kick me out of your car and make me eat this snake. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather alone. you have a bad day than me go to hospital. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the world revolving around me. That's me just telling you I have an allergy. Respect it. <laughs> I never said the world revolved around you, but I'm glad we are on the same page. <laughs> all, right, all right, okay. Sorry, Mr. Moody. I, actually, I have something written down here, but I'm not going to say it because I'm just going to say this from the heart. We recorded this episode yesterday. We sat here for 45, 50 minutes yesterday after a tough day. Mondays are hard. You know, we double, you know, after a long, long run the day before. And, you know, took 45, 50 minutes out of my time. And we recorded a really funny episode. And I worked really hard at it. And then you didn't press record. And this is where we're at right now. We've re-recorded this. So it's not as natural. You know, we have put more segments in here. We have changed it around because I didn't want to redo the same thing. But, you know, Dave, like, 
you're just ruining people's days out here. So, <laughs> you know, that's all I want to say. Like, you're moody as well. You were moody when I got on yesterday, and that's why you didn't hit record, because I was a couple hours late. <laughs> so things don't go your way, and you get all moody. Is that is it's that your roast? Classic Dave, yeah. Um, when you yawn with your facial hair, it looks like the arse of a ba- uh, bamboo or a baboon. <laughs> baboon. <laughs> I roasted myself and my inability to speak, but your face looks like the arse of a, a bam. Gosh, dang it! What's that word? A baboon. Baboon. Um. So yeah, it's strong roast from you, Dave. To be honest, sorry that I don't play the victim constantly. I'm gonna give you a little story, a little anecdote here. So I bring Dave over, um, to help me out before training for the World Championships, and I'm like, oh, you know, he's oh, you living by himself. Wait. <laughs> I, he's training by himself. Oh no, he's living by himself. He's kind of playing Fortnite nine hours a day. So why don't I invite? I've been invited to a barbecue, so I'll go. I'll, I'll invite him to the barbecue. So I'm like, Dave, you know, we're gonna. My friend's having a barbecue today. Like, do you want? Do you want to come? He said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only does he go, he goes an hour early, um, and 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 meets up with my friend, and um, is wearing what is it, a cheetah jacket? It's a leopard print. Leopard print ja- jacket uh, with no shirt, uh, and turns up to my friend's house and and helps him make things for the barbecue and i'm not even there yet and he's just like he's gone to, <laughs> to my friend's house to help him with the barbecue wearing horrible clothes your dress sense is a disgrace and i just i don't know i'd try to do a nice thing for you and you just took it too far classic classic <laughs> well see for you like last episode you chugged that corona rita right and i feel yeah. like the only chance of you getting sick is you would get the corona rita virus because you can't handle a full beer like that's <laughs> what i'm slowly learning about you is you're the kind of guy that talks about being a big bro being a big frat guy but like you never finish a beer what yeah you get corona oh, okay, right here we are here lying you think, you think that oh i grabbed the corona ritas i thought it was a deal that the corona bottles were so cheap you didn't check to check to see if the box was, I don't know, half the size of a regular it box. It was cheaper. No, it was the same size. It was just a 24 pack. <laughs> I was like, ah, I see how it is. Well, Dave, you're the only person that I would ever know to be fourth at USA, so the performance of your life, and then double back and run my 16 year old PR in the 1500. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know if you finished that race because the cameras were all shut off and everyone at home. But the guy goes out and runs fourth at indoor USA's and then runs 340. Three, three forty-four. That's tough. I, I don't, man. I don't, I don't know the time. I never you looked at it. Go from being like professional and then back down to like D three. Oh no! Don't put D three into the shade. <laughs> even though that would probably be close to the their uh, record. I mean, Nick Simmons oh, might yeah. have it. I don't even know. I don't um, know. That was just a special moment for me, really. And I, I he arrives in um in Atlanta, and he's like, "You're not gonna roast me for my performance." <laughs> I was like, "If you need to be roasted for that performance, I mean, Jesus. If you need some motivation after that, I mean, you're gonna have to hang the spikes up." So, dude, I honestly thought I would come to you, and the first thing you would say is, "Man, you fuck, you're you freaking suck, right?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to wait for this. Well, if if you're talking about my performance, I'll talk about yours. You know, I think you're just an unreliable anchor leg. Oh wow. Wow, that is harsh. <laughs> talking about my indoor 2018 DMR performance. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, do you want to talk about it? I do, and I want to clear some air. I got some hate for that. Oh, you got, got a lot of you got a lot of hate from hate. Division Two athletes, Josh. Really? A lot. 
And I'll tell you why they hated on me, because they thought I gave up. They genuinely yeah. thought I went onto the race and was like, oh, I'm not going to win, so I'll slow down. And that was so not what happened. Like, I I had this big, like, cramp in my stomach because I, I think I pulled an oblique or something in there. And um, so I, I legit couldn't breathe. Uh, and so I end up, like, falling apart and somehow, like, finish. And um, But what I will say is if you don't back me to at least come closer to Neil and be top two, then you don't know who I am. Yeah. Like, and, that, and that's what I'll say, too. Now that I know you and I've known you for the last I two years, never like, do that. You, you, would never, you would never slow down in a race because you didn't think there'd be a chance. Like, you'd be the kind of guy to put all your effort into it to fight for that 1% chance of making something magical happen. You know, like, that's what I did that same that same weekend for Division 2, right? So, I mean, you ran 404 and I ran 354 the same weekend on the split. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but I will say that I'm, I'm very um, impressed with your ability to maneuver in races and fight for the, those percent chances. So I do back you up that <laughs> well, you are well, a reliable anchor, but I needed to roast you just so you can kind of clear the air. I need to conclude this as well. All I'm trying to say is why would I sign up to a race? You know what I mean? Like I didn't need to run that race. Yeah. I didn't like there was no reason for me to run that race other than trying to help my teammates out. But I, it, we could have put our second string in and they would have run faster while I ran there. But what I'm saying is like, I knew we weren't going to be in first when, when I took over, I just had a lot of work to do. So that's mm-hmm. why, right. I don't care anymore. No, I do no, no. Care, but, but, but I do want to also add to it. Like how, cause you put a lot of emotion into the races that you run. You do mm-hmm. like you put a lot yeah. of value oh, into the races massive. that you run. Yeah. How did you double back mentally from that performance to then the next day coming back and winning? Because that was also probably gave you hate. They're like, oh, he was just yeah. sandbagging for his own personal race. But I know that's not the case. Well, so what happened was I got a lot of treatment on like my stomach area and like they must like massaged it out and stuff. Like it was it was so sore, man. And I had to do a lot of exercises and things. But I, I went home and, and I, like I ran. I I jogged warming up, warming up for that race, and I, I told coach I was like, I, I don't think I can do it because I, I it was still hurting. Like I was like, I don't know if I can I can actually like finish this. And we were like, oh, we'll stretch it out a little bit more, and we'll do some strides, and then we'll and we'll try and get there. And like my parents were massive helps with this. Like there, I was Facetiming them and stuff, and I was just like, I, I'm I'm gonna go for it. Like you know, that's who I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out there because, you know. It's, it could be my last year in the NCAA, so I'm just I'm just gonna go for it. So Which and it I was. told, yeah, it was. And I, I told um, my coach, I said, I'm I'm going I'm going as hard as I can, and and like uh, like I'll continue to push the pace. I'm not gonna wait and sit around and then sprint. I'm just gonna go for it. And um and I did, and and it was a it was a dominant performance for me. Um, but there was a lot of emotion. Um, because like bef- then straight after my race, like. If you think about it, I'd ran, I'd won indoor NCAA zero four. I'd worked really, really hard and won outdoor NCAAs. I'd ran the sixth time in the NCAA. It was all up, and yeah. then I had that that one race, and it all fell down. Like I was like, I'm gonna win two NCAA titles indoors. I'm gonna win one outdoors. I'm gonna run the NCAA title, and then I'm gonna go professional. And then it's a perfect. That would be like five NCAA titles, and then I'm done. And and you know, out of the last three I was going for, I only got one. And you know, there was a yeah, I was there was a lot of tears and there was a lot of like hard work and little injuries here and there. But I mean, it's all part of the process and I, I wouldn't be in this position today if I didn't have those kind of setbacks and realization that I'm not invincible. So, yeah. you know, I, 
I'm I'm happy with it, but it it was a hard time, yeah. Yeah. So no, that roast really hit me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I wanted you to clear it too, because I know we've talked about it, and like yeah. I've I've learned more about you through that scenario, just through our conversation on a run. So it's like if we have this platform and ability to speak of our experiences, like there's gonna be people and listeners that like hear what you have to say for that and resonate because everyone's been in that tough position in a race. Everyone's had a bad race and have, have been probably looked down upon for that performance. And it's like that one race and one race isn't the um, deciding factor of your entire career. Like one race can be the turning point of your career, but a bad race is not the like definition of who you are. Yeah. And so like, yeah. 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 Just take, yeah. Just take pride in what you do and, and just know the athlete you are and, and don't don't listen to the the kind of the lit runners and the yeah. <laughs> and the message boards and um a lot of shouting at me as well that that that, that never ends well but yeah it was it was a it was a fun time in my in my NCAA yeah. career so well but, because yeah. no one can see this video they can't see the tears you're wiping from your eyes but <laughs> um go ahead and like like let's uh let's fill everybody in on what's like to come mm-hmm. yeah definitely so we have some guests we're talking to right now and some really exciting guests actually some um, some guests that, or a, a guest that we have um, lined up that you know is an event that me and Dave have both competed in, but probably mm-hmm. haven't competed in for a while, in the track and field um, circuit for sure. And um, I'm really excited to talk to him. So uh, there, yeah, there's there's some really good guests on on the way, and and so you don't have to just listen to me and Dave just chat and complete shite with each other. Um, so that so that's how yeah. I feel. Yeah, and then to keep you guys busy during the week, we're going to release um, a sit and kick quarantine challenge. We've been having some thought on how to kind of join the mainstream media of uh, the challenges that are going on. You know, you've seen the ones where like cats are jumping over toilet paper rolls and you're kicking the toilet paper. And we want to expand beyond challenging someone to do 10 push ups because my <laughs> arms are already sore and Josh's um, are already massive. So there's no need for us to be doing these push ups. Um, but. We're going to try to incorporate a, a sit and kick quarantine challenge. Um, we'll release some videos throughout this week and kind of add um, some more clarity to what we mean. And with that said, we want to be able to give like the best um, quarantine cha- sit and kick challengers uh, some Brooks running T-shirts. You know, this is a time where we still want to be able to expand, expand the brand that we represent and the, the brand that we um are so thankful to be a part of. And so if you guys do the challenge and you guys do it well, we'll be sending out some stuff to you. And then for future episodes, if you have a question that you want to ask us, don't only send us in like the text format. Send us in a video of you asking the question. I'm the big uh, tech guy that doesn't know how to press record, but I also (laughs) know how to splice audio. And we would love to throw in your guys' actual voices and your audio clips into an episode. So it's more like a radio show where we can say, let's hear this episode or let's hear this question from so-and-so. And then we plug in your voice, you ask your question, and we respond to it right then and there. And so we got a lot of exciting times coming ahead, and it, most of it involves you guys. So we just really, really appreciate you guys listening and hope that you can continue the growth of this like amazing podcast that we hope to be producing. Yeah, and I think, you know, definitely if you're listening to this, um, try and give us some shout-outs for our lives. Our live will be on Monday again. Um, we're trying to get, a, I think, a time that would suit the UK as well, like in Europe, um, a little bit better than it did um, last week. But you know we're just we're, we just want to get out as much content as we can for you, and when when things uh, pop up in the running world, then we can sit and have a little chat about it. And we definitely have a lot of uh, little anecdotes and stories to tell tell you about you know our daily lives, you know the the Brooks Beast daily lives, and and try and you know 
give us give give you guys an insight and in, in what our day-to-day looks like so lots of exciting things coming um and you know I, I think we've covered a lot in this episode so we should probably start wrapping up but um if you have any questions for us if you want to come onto our live and throw some questions at us then please do give the sit and kick uh podcast uh instagram a follow and um yeah hopefully you guys enjoy our content and just let us know what you think yeah and tell your friends you know more the merrier we want this to be an expansive community and an inclusive community where all are welcome so just appreciate you guys every single week tuning in and helping the continuation of uh, our podcast because without you guys it'd literally just be me and josh talking in front of (laughs) our microphones and i do that alone anyhow uh, but i'd have no purpose to record it so yeah awesome perfect all right peace thank you guys a, a slow meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's gotta go now. We're with Josh Kerr. Alright, here David Ribbage. Josh Kerr. David Ribbage. Josh Kerr's for he real. Fastest C2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Ribbage.